Hello and welcome to Welsh Music Prize Conversations, where each nominated band or artist from the 2021 shortlist will delve deep into a chat about their body of work. Croeso i bodlediad y wobr gerddoriaeth Gymreig, lle mae'r tystiad sydd yn web i eleni yn siarad am ei albums. Mae'r deith ecsgwrs yw clywed trwy Am, Spotify neu Apple Podcasts. All 12 conversations are available through the Am app, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to let us know what you think about these discussions across our social media too. Fy sy'n i wrth i'n bodda ein clywed, beich chi'n meddwl am ysgyrsiau at Welsh Music Prize. It's time now to sit back and enjoy Asher Jane chatting to Afro Cluster about their nominated album, The Reach. Dyma Asher Jane yn cyfweld ag Afro Cluster am ei album enwebedig, The Reach. Highly embarrassing. It's highly embarrassing. My, yeah. my, my, my dog wants in on the, on the podcast. Oh, I've got the combo. So He's just like, did, did someone just, that's, that's my cue. That's my cue. He knew yeah. his cue. Yeah, yeah. He wants royalties as well. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brad, I fucking inspired you. I inspired every line. Do you remember? Do you remember? I had your back the whole time. <laughs> he did. He really did, though. Yeah. There we He's go. Had my, right. He had my back. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we going like to? We'll, we'll, we'll go into that. I'm going to ask a question about that now. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. going to expect a letter from his lawyers, you know? Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> right, let's be serious. Sorry, this is what right. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, about okay. to say, basically, I'm not sure that this interview is going to be very serious. Because <laughs> 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 but I'm going to try and start anyway. So, um, if anyone doesn't know who they're listening to, I'm Asha Jane and I'm interviewing Afro Cluster or three members of Afro Cluster for the Welsh Music Prize podcast. Um, I'm joined by Skunkadalek, who we might reference as Toomey, um, DJ Vito, and Andy Brown, who is their bassist as well. So, say hey guys. Hello, hey. hello, hello. Hey. Um, <laughs> we've also got a dog in the background you guys might hear. It's Andy's dog is called Monty. Yeah. Yeah, not to be confused with our old friend, Minty. <laughs> it's Minty this fucking. We are talking about a dog and a man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get to talk to you because weirdly, although I've kind of met all of you, I've actually never been able to speak to you guys. I don't know. Well, I have individually, but not like as a gang. Yeah. yeah, so I'm quite happy to have been asked to talk to you about your album because I'm very excited about your album. I'm biased, but I'm very excited <laughs> about your album um, and all the things that you've done. And I'm not sure if we're allowed to mention it, but you can cut it out later if you want to. But like, I'm very excited that you got nominated, the album got nominated for a Welsh Music Prize. <laughs> you got nominated. I'm, I'm pretty surprised, to be honest. I should have. I feel like you guys <laughs> have been a, a long time coming for something as cool as that to happen, like a local recognition, to be honest. Like, one of the things I want to talk about is you guys have been a band for a really long time. For so some people, you might have just like popped up out of nowhere. Maybe like you're just fresh on some people's radars. But in general, you've actually been a band together for like how long? 11 12 it's coming up 12 that's what it is in another month or so we'll, we'll come up to the 12th year i have a conversation with and, andrew brown yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With brownie <laughs> um i'm going to refer to uh 
Andy Brown as Brown. Yeah. So, so, so you know. Yeah, um, yeah I've been I, Brown for the last ten years. So. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Andy's not part of his. Uh, Are you yeah, black? Yeah. No, but I'm Brown. No, 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 no. I'm Brown. I'm Brown, I'm brown Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because you guys are called Afro Cluster, which I think would like make people assume that they're about to come see a bunch of people with afros clustered together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, uh, uh, there's a distinct lack of afro. Yeah, um, to be no, honest, no pun intended there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why would you? So, like, if you want to explain behind, like, why you guys called yourselves Afro Cluster, because I think I know why, but other people listening might not. Uh, the name Afro Cluster pretty much came. So after jamming with Brown uh, t- nearly 12 years ago, um, uh, after we first had our first jam, uh, trying to come up with a name, I think at that point it was only four of us, I think, <laughs> at the time. Um, and we all had different influences in terms of uh, in terms of what we we're interested in music-wise, um, but all had similar sort of uh, directions as to where we wanted to go with the music. Um, which was mainly Afrobeat and hip hop at the time, um, and that was kind of where it came about. Because I was, I was, well, Brown's got an Afro as well, but you know, you know, <laughs> mine's probably a lot thicker uh, than his, um, and and that cluster came from that that idea of all our influences coming together, um, and yeah, that's kind of how it came about, really. And I, you know, came it's up a with cool name because I don't, I like it. Literally, just stands out. Do you know what I mean? But um, okay, so we talked about how long you've been around. And uh, why are you guys named Afrocluster? So I'll probably go into like more interesting questions. So your la- latest album that's come out is called The Reach. Um, and I think it's like really interesting. Like there's a different message behind each single and each one have got like an individual sound that sort of like comes together. Kind of what an album should do, but plenty of albums fail to do basically is what you guys have been done. Each each song has got like a proper moral message behind it, but then it's also an absolute bop, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you make lessons fun. Like imagine if you guys had been my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm talking about like one where maybe um, Timmy, who's Skunkadalic, does like the emceeing most of the time, <laughs> if not all of the time. <laughs> all the time <laughs> all the time um and a lot of most of the, a lot of stage dancing as well because i've seen you guys multiple times on stage in many contexts and there's always um a few dance moves taught to the audience as well which is really <laughs> it's really fun it's, it's another part of the lesson you've got to have the full curriculum in there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. so if we're when at the and, school of afro cluster <laughs> when you come and see it when you come and see us live it's pe no, it's the full Monty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the full Monty. Yeah, so there's like there's songs like Stamina <clears throat> and Young Shall Grow, and um, which you featured on. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't yeah. forget. I, I think, yeah. Don't, don't, don't forget that. that. Yeah. Don't, don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just thought to remind you. <laughs> but I'd been listening to those songs before you guys had you know, asked me to jump on them. I'd been to festivals and like stood front row and been like, oh, I love Afrocluster. So it did actually, I'm very grateful to have been asked to join in and do it. And that was a few years ago. And then we like, you know, you waited until, and then when it actually finally came out, my mind was blown because I hadn't heard it 
all fully recorded like that. I don't need been to a couple festivals where I'd be like, this is so sick. I hope they release this one day. So especially like Young Child Girl, I'd heard that live at least a few times. And then to be asked, I was like, when I was asked to do it, I was like, okay, cool. And then I listened to the song and I was like, I know this one, I know this one. I've, <laughs> I've been dancing to this one at festivals. I can't wait. So yeah, that's me, me being me, me a little we bit We tend to excited. write and, and, and take them out and test them out with the yeah. with the crowd and then, and then, you know, have that full sort of, right, it, it's boppable, as you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's got, you know, and then, you know, go back to the drawing board and try and finish up, you know, whatever it is we're writing on the song. I'm kind so of glad. Was... I'm kind of glad you said that they're boppable and they've got a message because mm-hmm. that's what we're trying. We were trying to achieve because, like, yeah. we, we kind of honed our craft on the on the festival circuit, and we we got we didn't want to just be a party band. We I knew that we're much more than a party band. We wanted mm-hmm. to make an album that's got a message as well. You know. Yeah, that's really cool. Because I was gonna say, like, how did you guys choose what singles you were gonna have off the album? Oh, when we did the demo process, it got it was quite clear that then one that like oh this one's uh, yeah this one's gonna be the the lead single back into it we knew just mm-hmm. straight away because it had a yeah. it had a really good hook um, chorus hook mm-hmm. and I think to me I already had I think to me already had as soon as he heard the demo he already had in mind who he wanted to feature as the guest on it as well you know mm-hmm. yeah so the guest on that one do you want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Um, the guest on that one is yeah, the late great uh, Ty Ty, um, who sadly left us last year. Um, but yeah, he I've he's been a huge inspiration to me pretty much throughout my whole sort of like from the point of uh, I, I I'll say career. Yeah, I I don't tend to use that word much, <laughs> but career. Um, I've always looked up to him, and there's there've been some moments over the years that he had uh, um, sort of you know, I guess, pulled me under his wing. Um, example, pulling me up on main stage in Boom Bap Festival in 2014 to come have a little rap on one of his songs quite randomly. Um, but anyway, um, we happened to get him onto this uh, on, on, on this track and he was buzzing about the whole idea of, 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 of collaborating with us. Um, in fact, we had asked him a few years back, but there was a few issues with record label and whatnot. But then this album came about and this track came about and we were all like, yep, just see what happens and he came back within like a week with the full full whack and we were just like oh my god this is amazing um but we didn't get to perform the track live together um which you know which is yeah because we spoke about it and he heard he heard the rest of the album before it came out you know there's cuts from veto that he was just like on on certain tracks so so uh, Ty actually features in certain other tracks in terms of his vocals, um, one of them being Cardigan. Um, and, like, he kind of was buzzing about the whole idea of, like, us giving, basically giving a nod to the to his incredible sort of, I guess, his career. And, and, career. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his incredible influence on, mm-hmm. like, UK hip-hop and having, yeah. like, he... he because he was always like a super distinct voice. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that certainly you found with UK hip hop when, when there was sort of the the, the second boom of it, that it, it almost sort of pulls through to today as well, doesn't it? That there's a lot of similar voices and similar cadences and similar styles, um, but Ty was always very much an individual who stood out, kind of in front of the the uniformity. Of, of whatever the scene might be, yeah. um, 
and I, I, I'm pretty sure that's part of the reason why he was so inspirational to T and yeah. it's, it's why I've got so many of his records you mm -hmm. know it's yeah it's quite a seminal moment for us as a band because I, I remember going around to your house tea when well I remember going around to me's house mm -hmm. in the early days and it's first uh, one of the first lens that Toomey gave me was a couple of Thai records <laughs> yeah. all, awkward and closer <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember early days of meeting Toomey, and he encouraged me to go watch Thai at Festival Voice, and like, and I remember, yeah, I remember I you it. trying to explain mm -hmm. to me like you don't even understand, like <laughs> what you're about to go witness. You don't even yeah. see it. Like, you youngsters don't know. Like, no, yeah. I, yeah. did you see him there with the full band? Like, yeah. about, no, I think it was just Thai. But like, I, it's interesting that like, you guys talk about someone took you under their wing and mentored mm -hmm. you because that's how I felt about you guys being my big brothers in the game as well, because I felt like you've, every time I've met any of you, I've received advice and like encouragement and, and especially from Toomey, because I've spent the most time with, with Toomey, just like you've passed that on. And I feel like that's something that I like will continue to do. So I think it's really that's interesting because I think your brand, band, without you even necessarily realizing is creating a blueprint for a sustainable band um, seen in Wales in future in general. So like you're talking about someone who pioneered and came before you and like sort of made um, references to like hip hop and the culture and the scene. <clears throat> but I actually genuinely think, and what, the reason I'm so gassed to like even have been involved with you guys is because I think Afrocluster is a blueprint. Like you're telling me that you guys have been together for nearly 12 years from its beginnings. And then I think it's very interesting that a lot of bands they do really, really well. And then they peak around, I want to say like two or three years. Yeah. And then they start having band arguments and then they, it drops off. But what you guys have actually expanded and you've added even more members and you've still managed to be a sustainable band and still managed to all, I get, I mean, people might have arguments or something. I don't know if you do, but like in general, you get along, you're still all having a laugh and you're still all mates. And I think that's a testament to how you guys um, government your band in a way. And how we're, all, we're all very clear on what type of music we really want to make and what we love. And I mm. think that hasn't changed in the whole 12 years of this band. Mm -hmm. There's been, mm -hmm. I don't, we, we've had uh, disagreements over the years, mm -hmm. but we very rarely do we disagree on the music. Um, we know what sounds good to us and what yeah. music we want to create. So that's, that's never been an issue. I, th I think that's probably why we've stayed together um, for so long. Yeah. 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 Do you like, I think another reason you guys might stay together is like, um, and tell me if we can't talk about it, cause I think, but I think it's really interesting. And I think it's good advice for like bands in future who want to last as long as you guys have and will do. It's like, the way you do your splits and the way that you split your money at the end of your gigs is also very interesting to me because I've been part of things where maybe they assume that one person is entitled to like a higher percentage than the other person but with you guys you actually correct me if I'm wrong you split it all equally across the board to mm -hmm. every band member mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then when you guys gig you put that money back into the pot for your recordings and things like that. And apparently you've, you've been doing that the entire time. So essentially, not that you've been working for free, but you've been working for, for passion the entire time. And it's not been about profit. And it's only, it seems to be sort of like now that you guys can sort of see the fruits of like what's been a long labor. And a lot of people just don't understand that when they come into the music industry. I think it's quite hard with like 
especially in areas such as like hip hop and stuff like that, <clears throat> where you see a lot of flashiness and a lot of like glitz and glamour around the music industry. And, and to be fair, like I love that. I think I think it's cool. And I, I don't hate a flashy music video, but I think what's really nice about Afro Cluster is the realisticness of it and the rawness of it and the homeliness of it, where you can have this fantastic, big, incredible sound and this big band, but you're not saying that it was easy, if that makes any yeah. sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, it, like, I think that comes like, oh, from look all this just... money we've made. Like I think that just comes on. from gigging every, uh, 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 like, for the first couple of years, certainly, um, just gigging relentlessly. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and we we all we all we were all on the same in terms of experience. We were all at the same sort of level in terms of gigs and stuff. And we kind of grew as musicians together for throughout the ten years or twelve yeah, years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can imagine what it's. Um, you know, there's all these bands out there that have been gigging, to, you know, playing together for 30 years, have a, have a five-year breakup, or you know, and then you know, reband again. We just have just been, as you say, um, the music. But Brown said the music has been one thing we've all, all absolutely agreed on. Not every time, but we've always that's always kept us in harmony, quite literally. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, by the same time, it's built us as people, as musicians, um, and it's like you always know that on stage and off stage, we've all always got each other's back. And that comes like, as we've gone through the years through like, as Brown says, gigging, because gigging comes with the organizing, the booking, the getting there, the getting back. For instance, if, if Vito hasn't like, over the last sort of few years been like, absolutely, you know what, I, I, I want to do 80% of the driving or 9% of the driving, you know, <laughs> there've been a lot of gigs that we would have just been like, you know, I don't know, trying to, it'd have been, it'd have been, harder to pay a driver to 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 hire this to hire that we've just have haven't you know as you say it's not been flashy and to show that it's not it's not been a a, a walk in the park at at all because to actually record these records um and that we you know each time it's up to like you know for to get everyone together like eight, eight nine of us together to record one song it costs about costs a bomb um, and luckily, we we're, were all in a, we all knew what the end goal was. So mm -hmm. we, we it it was hard to not take any money for for a while, but we knew we at the end we wanted to create a piece of art that we thought that was that was worthy of 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 the music that we're making. And mm -hmm. we all we all wanted to make the same sacrifice. Yeah. Um, um, and, we, uh, and we wouldn't be sat here having this conversation if we didn't. No. no. Mm -hmm. When we got the clear idea about how we wanted to do it as well, you know, um, like the little things, uh, like you mentioned about the driving there, but even little things along the way, like paying for practices, mm -hmm. like knowing that the practice was booked and paid for out of work that we've done, that that probably prevents some of the little things that you mentioned, like the arguments, the things that crop up between band members, because if everyone takes all of the money from a gig and then you turn up to practice and someone's short, that's going to create friction, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I still so. remember the days when we did our first rehearsals and we're all like trying to trying to get a fiber out of every word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I, I do think that's interesting yeah. because I've been in so many scenarios where I've, you know, uh, myself, where I've even witnessed scenarios where people are in bands and maybe like actually it's like the there's the lead singer and then that person's like the songwriter and then they pay for all of the rehearsals and stuff like that or they pay all the other people to 
be with them but you guys are literally one solid unit yeah and and like um yeah i just think it would be an interesting thing a blueprint for plenty of other bands coming to understand that like if you want to make and create this great artwork that this huge sacrifice comes with it and also you've got to be willing to sort of like negotiate and and also be there for each other. So I think I, I'm glad you guys went into like how behind it, it's, it's actually like you all cogs in the machine and you've all got a different role that helps to aid the band outside of just being musicians. You know, you've got your driver, you've got someone who deals with the emails, you've got someone who makes sure that this person's okay and like different things like that. So going into things like bookings and rehearsals and recordings, I think it'd be interesting to talk about the fact that like outside of Afrocluster, you're all musicians again for other things and then on top of that you're all like polymaths in general you've all got different backgrounds and really cool things and I'm always my mind's always blown actually in general by I feel like it is the gig economy we kind of almost have to have second jobs but it's very interesting that you do and that it feeds back into how you talk about because you know you're talking about all this hard work and then literally you have songs on your album called Stamina (laughs) <laughs> and about growing but you've actually grown together you've been together for like 10 years did you know that for every 10 years you spend together with someone a partner um you start to look more like each other yeah that's that's ha- it's already happened yeah it's already <laughs> looking happened. at you now yeah. 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 What, is, it, what are you trying to say asha <laughs> no it's osmosis no but honestly yeah. genuinely so they, they've, they've done this study they've done this study on old yeah, people yeah, yeah. if you watch if you look at old couples yeah really really old couples and you ask them how long they've been together say some of them have been together <laughs> since they were like 20 odd and they're now 80 odd and they've been together since they're in the 20s they will look really really similar and the, the, the... differently to compared to pictures of when they started together and not just aesthetically right but actually your facial <laughs> your face will change oh, no. this is like science i'm for not the, bullshitting for the, you for the people listening the reason why we're laughing so much is because me and vito always get uh picked up as being brothers yeah basically yeah. to the point where so, some people think that we get mistaken i'll be out and, and somebody might come up to me and say oh my god are you the dj for afrocluster mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, even um, sometimes at the same gig, Vito will walk off stage and be like, yeah. oh my God, are you the bass player for Africa? <laughs> yeah. We just walked off stage. We're wearing different outfits. I don't, I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> That's the one that baffles me. <laughs> oh, that is funny though. But like, okay, so for people who don't know how many members are in the band? <laughs> off and on. Uh, eight, eight or nine. Eight or nine, eight or nine. Yeah. right, okay. Off and on. So for other people who again, you don't know, You've got an MC, a bassist, a DJ, a live DJ, basically, um, with old records. A turntablist. Turntablist. Oh, no, no, I, I, I upgraded to digital. Uh, oh, did you? Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, oh. um, you, you can hear on some of the older ones the bit where I've, I've cut so much on the record that, that it's worn out. Um, okay. it's, are you on that yeah. Salato now, are you? I'm on a Salato. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it had to be done because, oh. like, so, uh, like, honestly, like, some of the some of the older tunes you couldn't hear the sample anymore because I've cut over worn. it so many times and so many times, and the little the little diamond in the stylus, which is the only diamond I own, has, uh, has worn away the sides of the grooves. It's, it's, it's those, um, it's those 30, so minute ja- thirty minute thirty minute long jams at uh, starving artist sessions like years ago, <laughs> just like. <laughs> Going over the same sample over and over again. Yeah, yeah, wiki wah. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, oh, hang on. Like, so on a tangent, yeah. So we, wait, what were we just talking about? We we're just talking about um, how many people are in the band. Yes, yeah. So you've got, quickly 
divert to that, and then I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna divert to vinyls. Well, yeah. records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, records made of vinyl. Yeah. Right, records made of vinyl. Yeah. So you yeah. guys have got what's in your back? You've got a horn section. Yes. Yeah. The boys. You got Lawrence, like Lawrence on the trumpet. Yeah. You got Russell on the trombone. Yeah. <laughs> you got Sam on sax. Yeah. On the record, you have Hugh Parry on trumpet. But uh, live at the moment, um, you've got Joe Bentley. Okay. Um, you've got Dav Davis on drums on the record. But live, you've got Django. Okay, 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 cool. Right. We've got that one. We've got, we've got it through. Uh, right. don't, don't, no, no, no. Also, let's not forget Charlie Pearcey, who can do it. Of course. Charlie Pearcey. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. See, it's oh, so God. hard. I saw so it got through you. everyone. Yeah, no, yeah. So many of you. But the thing is, um, he, yeah, he, he can do keyboards. He does keyboards yeah, and keys, guitar. Keys and guitar, so sorry. That's, one of those talented yeah, yeah. people. Sorry. That's one of those things where Charlie, I'm... Charlie, don't kill me when you hear this. That's one of the things where I'm mind blown about you lot, because I'm... Let's talk about Lawrence, for example, right? Lawrence is an Afro Let's cluster. Let's talk about Lawrence. <laughs> we need to talk about Lawrence. He's a force of nature. He is a force of nature, right? So I, yeah, yeah. I've um, watched Lawrence in Afro cluster, then I've watched him in Dirty Alex, and then I've watched him in what is separate to Dirty Alex, the Dirty Alex band, which mm -hmm. is like when you get to hire the band to play with people. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened to me the other day at a gig where um, I had the Dirty Alex band were backing my friend's gig and they, they played one of my songs with me. And last minute, we didn't have the bassist. Um, and Lawrence learned the set in a day, which I know is part of the, like, the whole thing of being a musician. But bearing in mind, he went from being the trombone player. Trumpet. Trumpet. Oh, the, the mm -hmm. trumpet player. But he mm -hmm. can play trombone, can't he? Probably. Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, this is my point. He can play everything. I've, I've definitely seen him play everything. I'm pretty sure he can play sax as well. And he can play... But now, th then he just... He whipped out a bass. Like, it was nothing. Like, it was yeah. nothing. And then we had the keyboard player He's been, he's been working sax. on that for a while. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting to me. Well, I remember like, after our set of Focus Wheels, um, we, yeah, went, yeah. we went for a drink at another venue, um, but Lawrence didn't tell us that he was doing a gig on uh, bass. He didn't want us to be there because yeah. it was his first gig on bass, but we so all showed up. Like, <laughs> like, what's her name? <laughs> Ophelia, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Ophelia. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah uh, I think it's, I think it's interesting that you He wouldn't look at us the whole things. time. And I haven't got time. We haven't got... If, if I had time, we could do an entire podcast on mm. what you guys do outside of yeah. just being in Afro Cluster. But because mm -hmm. I think we have to, like, focus back on Afro Cluster, I'm going to yeah, bring yeah. it back in. But bring it back, bring it back. If anyone wants to, like, just follow these guys on social media, your mind would be blown by, like, just how much different things that they do to, like, keep themselves employed <laughs> and just in general. Alive. But, um, <laughs> so talking about records again... Because we were just talking about how Vito cuts records. One of the coolest things I think about this album is that you actually do have it on vinyl. Is it made of vinyl? Or is it's it one of those new records yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. not made, made of vinyl? 180, 180 gram, right? Whoa, mm -hmm. Right, I have no, one. It's, not. No, no, it's, a, it's a 140 gram. Oh, 140. Um, it's pressed by... Uh, it's still a superior product. It is absolutely. <laughs> it's pressed by like Vinyl de Paris, but the test presses came from MPO, so I suspect that Vinyl de Paris is a front for the MPO pressing plant. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't there. know what that means, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently it just it's, means it, it's something. It, 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 
Really special, really cool. And for any of the record collectors out there, I'm just letting you know, giving you a little plug. Um, (laughs) But in general, yeah, when it comes to records, you were talking about diamonds that were in... The, in the stylus. In yeah, the yeah. stylus of the vinyl player. I didn't realise diamonds were in the stylus of the vinyl player, but I do know about the process of how to make a vinyl itself, mm-hmm. which I think I'm actually going to leave Vito explain because you'll do it better. But I once wrote part of an essay in uni about um, how these were made and about the future of the technology in record making because we can now 3D print them. But the reason that you don't get as many 3D printed records in the shops at the moment, because you'd assume that would just be there now automatically. If we can print them, we can print them, right? Mm -hmm. The reason we don't do that is because the machines that are used to make the original vinyl cuttings use diamonds to cut a very, very... Diamond is the only material, Vito's got to correct me if I'm wrong, that can be um, made so fine that it can cut these recordings into the wax Um... that is like pressed then into the vinyl. Diamond right. is like a carbon crystal, and because of the because of the way the structure of carbon, like yeah. it's the same carbon that you get in your pencils, it's the same carbon that you get in coal, but because of the conditions that diamond's made under, it's got a specific crystalline structure, and it's um, the, there's a scale of hardness in geology called Mohs scale of hardness, yeah, and and diamond is the top of that scale, so it's pretty much the hardest mineral that you can get, so. Because of the way that the crystalline structure is in it, if you grind it down to get a point, that point is held in place at an atomic molecular level. So it's not like where with metals where, where you sharpen it down, there's yeah. still bits that can get in between the, the, the molecules there because it's not a crystal. It's okay. just, it's just so, the substance. School of... Afrocluster again. This is so interesting to me. Every day's a school day in Afrocluster. Put it back into like why it's so special that you guys have one because basically this process was killed off by the fact that like people went into CD into tapes and they went into CDs and then they went into digital formats. But then vinyl made a resurgence. Like vinyl specifically made a resurgence. And mm. the reason I say vinyl over records is because if records made a resurgence, they would have just printed them like in the three D way. But you can't laser cut. Um, a vinyl or, or laser or 3D print a record in the way that you can um, create the warmth of sound that you can with vinyl still. So they still haven't got the technology that's developed farther enough to do that, which means that the machines that all got destroyed when they thought the vinyls were done, um, there's only a few left in the world and there's like some massive backlog of like being able to get records and stuff. So that's why I think it's so special that like... There's, there's an expertise gap as well. Um because the, the first part of the process that you're talking about there is getting, getting the sound into the, uh, into the actual metal plates, into the, the, the metal plate that they press them from. Yeah. And like part, part of the interest in records is the fact that the, the physical shape in the groove on the record is a direct representation of the physical shape of the sound waves. It's not a translation of it like it is with digital. Yeah. It's... So, you, you know, when you put the needle on the record player, even if it's not amplified, you can hear the music because it vibrates the needle like that. Because right. the, set, the sound is literally in the shape of that groove. 
And if you put Which a five pound five pound mm-hmm. note in the groove, you can hear it. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do it with the tenor yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I saw saw a great oh, one the other day. What does the tenor sound like? Oh, yeah. tenor sounds. Yeah. Tenor yeah. sounds better. It's a bit. Yeah. It sounds five pound better than a five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you do it with a fifty pound note, it sounds really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we've got, honestly, you've got to do TikTok or something about that. Where you literally, I've never heard that you could do that. You need to do that now. I saw on Instagram recently. I don't know if I've got any actual cash on me. Um, <laughs> uh, otherwise, I would. Uh, but yeah, if, 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 I, I've been doing it before, just putting the corner of the note in there. And then oh. I saw someone, like, obviously, roll the note up into a cone and you put one corner into it, and then the cone amplifies it out. It's made a little gramophone. Yeah, yeah we yeah, need to yeah, make yeah, like, Afrocluster yeah, yeah. money, yeah. And then, like, put it in the, put it in the metal players, <laughs> and then, like, you know, put it in, like, the vinyls. Amen to so, that. Uh, no, Apparently, no, throw it back nah. to it earlier. It only works with the non-vegan money nowadays. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So, basically... Throw it back to the nail polish. So, uh... <laughs> Shellac. Um, okay, so, going back onto you guys being nominated for this Welsh Music Prize, right? Right? Oh, sorry, Alan boys. Right. <laughs> going back to uh, you guys being nominated for this Welsh Music Prize. You guys can't see it, but I can watch. I'm seeing these all on the screen. And they're all just mirroring each other. It's really quite funny. Uh, we, we do that at the start of every gig to make sure everyone's on oil. In sync. Ready. Yeah, ready to go. Basically, because... we have two hands up in the air, right? When yeah. we're about to start, start. the gig or, or sound check. Because you never yeah. know. It, and it just, it's a signal for everyone to shut up. We're all yeah. ready. It's like basically yeah. it's like it's like primary school classroom tactics. Yeah, basically. you never know who could be. I don't know. I, the Afro cluster signal. My XLR yeah, yeah. cable could have fallen off, and I'm there, like you know, and the song starts. You know, it could be. So like, in order to happened. be Barod, which is ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barod. In order to be Barod, you guys have your own conductive signals. Yes, mm-hmm. that's art. Learning so much. <laughs> Learning so much in the school of Afro cluster, honestly. Right. So being nominated in- for the Welsh Music Prize, how do you guys feel about that? Very excited. Well, happy just to be nominated. Yeah, I think um, I, so- you know, I, I didn't expect it, um, to be honest with you. I, I just, but in, I just, in this, at the same time, though, I'm kind of, proud of the boys put it that way I, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm proud that you know boys got you know our, our first album to be honest with you it's our first, yeah. first full album got yeah. nominated so i'm proud of you it's been a really long time coming mm-hmm. for knowing that you guys are recording it when i came into it you'd already been recording for like two years or something oh, don't, don't mention that <laughs> yeah. yeah no but it did it took a long time and i think it it's really like important it to mention it, it. Yeah, like, yeah. it felt like at times that we were never gonna get it yeah. done there were like tough times of mm-hmm. logist- there were some big logistical challenges mm-hmm. uh, to, to get over and it, and it, God. it, it eventually felt like it, at times it felt like we were never going to get it done so yeah and we we are very yeah we were very much a welsh we we're very much a welsh band we were very much a cardiff band uh, yeah. we honed our craft we love cardiff we love wales and it's it's especially poignant and feel special that we get recognition from mm-hmm. from for, uh, uh, as a Welsh band for, for this prize, you know. Yeah, even just being nominated is is actually like there's such like, people don't realise, but there's like a really big jurors board on this. So for to get like that far on it, and considering the talent that we have in Wales, but also considering the talent we have in Wales, I personally would have nominated you for a Welsh Music Prize years ago. So it's a long time coming. You, you, um, you need to release a release some music for it though, isn't it? Which is yeah, uh, no, it's true. Where, it's where true. we might have been uh, lacking. But yeah, like- but as a live band, you had a lot of um, support in general 
from things like the BBC Horizons and oh, BBC yes. Introducing. And it's like, yeah. the, do you guys want to talk a little bit about like the kind of support you received? If, if it was getting years. on the, it was getting on Horizons, the Horizons 12 in 2016, was that? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what really set us up for the next, the, 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 our, like the next phase of AfroCluster, led, led, led us here now. Um, so getting help from the likes of Beth and Elvin and Adam Walton, um, yeah, it, it, it kind of made us realise that we, we knew we wanted to explore the studio and make a record. Live gigs, we had that kind of covered, but um, it was having that support from the Arts Council and uh, Launchpad funding that helped us get in the studio, get into a good studio and um, hone our craft there. Yeah, it, it really yeah and you played at BBC Introducing stage as well quite early, I think. Am I thinking? Yes. Am I right or am I wrong? I remember I was in Gla like Glastonbury, 2016. 2016, yeah. Glastonbury. See what mm. I mean? You've just been doing so many big things, like that people don't even realise that now. Only maybe, maybe now some other people might be going, "Oh right, Afro Cluster. I've heard of them. That's so cool." Actually, I remember telling people, being like, "Oh yeah, I've just been, you know done a recording with Afro Cluster," and people were like, "Afro Cluster? That's so cool." And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool, actually. Yeah, they, just some friends of mine. <laughs> but inside, I was internally absolutely ecstatic because I knew that I was going to get to go to... I was. I knew for so long that I was going to, like, um, Boomtown, for instance. I ran to come see you guys play at Boomtown, like, a couple of times, even at each festival. And then... Um, was front row, like just knowing all the words. To the I know. I remember seeing you. The, I remember seeing you at the front row of that gig, and, 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 <laughs> and clocking that you knew pretty much all the words to the song. Yeah, <laughs> and it was me and um, Toomey's now baby mama, Rosie. <laughs> we were just buffing in the front, like. <laughs> and I could, I could never. I knew it was special in that moment, but I didn't realise how special I was gonna feel about it in future. Like I just remember at the time being like, "This is." something special that I'm witnessing and I know how to explain it but yeah to, to wrap it back up that's basically me saying that I feel like you've deserved it for a really really long time and I'm really really proud and really really happy to like be witnessing you guys get recognition that you deserve and have deserved for a really long time thank you thank you thank you thank you I don't know what else to talk about because we were just like really funny is there anything I've missed off that you would like to talk about in yourselves that like maybe I haven't covered. We didn't talk about mags. Magugu also featured on your. Oh, we 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 got a couple of features on on the album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Magugu on, on the album. We've got Sparks on the album, and we've also got Trufus Mufasa on the album. Yes. Which is cool yeah. because a lot of people sort of like miss the boat when mm. it comes to things like you'd think it'd be very obvious, but they miss the boat on when it comes to collaboration. It's actually. Um, it's beneficial on so many levels, but so many people are so protective of like yeah. their music that they don't bother to collaborate and they're like, mm -hmm. no, 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 not do that. But they don't realize that stretching over, I don't know, one example of like Jay-Z did that song with uh, Linkin Park, two people that you might mm -hmm. not necessarily think would go really well together and they absolutely, you know, became an anthem. I think the music that we create kind of lends itself to collaboration, collaboration. and guest features. So it was a no brainer for us that we wanted mm -hmm. to get some good features on the, on, on the record and guests. Yeah. Make, it makes the whole thing a bit more special. Yeah. Let's see, I, I've always like created music in that sort of manner, like from yeah. a young youngster in church choir to, to you know, to the band. It's always I've always created music with people. So and like for me, like Afrocluster has just been the 
has been a blessing on so many levels um, for me over the year to, to where I am now. Um, that's why, you know, it's something that I think lends itself to that community feel of how so many people from different parts of, of, of I guess, the country and the world as well um, come together, make this, to, to make, to form a sound, a, a sort of family, but I guess we're all guys, or so brotherhood in a way. Um, but, you know, and, and can, can sort of sustain ourselves up until this point. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welsh Music Prize Conversations with the 2021 shortlisted bands and artists. Diochan Vaudiaun, Am Rando, at Welsh Music Prize. That's the handle. We'd love to know what you think about the conversations.